You're listening to a Roddenberry podcast. The early 80s were a mini golden age for science fiction and fantasy on network TV, and it also happened to be a good time for shows that heavily featured cars. I'm looking at you, Dukes of Hazard. Bring those winning hooks together, and you will enter a shadowy flank into the dangerous world of a man who does not exist. I'm Earl Green, <clears throat> and this is your Sci-Fi 5, 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History for September 26th, and 40 years ago today, Knight Rider premiered on NBC. At the end of the 1981 television season, the Peacock Network was in the unenviable position of ranking third in a race of three. Barely breaking into the top 30 of most-watched shows, NBC needed fresh direction and to cast a wide net to gain more eyeballs than their competitors. It was around this time that Brandon Tartikoff, the youngest person to take on the role of the network's entertainment president, started to shake things up. Eyeing the TV landscape, he saw that his network needed shows that would draw the coveted younger demographic for comedy as well as action and adventure. It was meant in jest at the time. He proposed that they could create a series for a leading man who didn't talk much, just in case the pool of actors wasn't particularly strong. Six words or so per episode ought to do it. For that matter, they could leave all the talking to an inanimate object like a car. The rest of the NBC execs bought what Tartikoff was proposing. It fit neatly with the need for action, something to go up against CBS's show with moonshine running rebels in a Dodge Charger. From the creative end, producer Glenn A. Larson was looking for his next gig since his high-concept shows like Battlestar Galactica and Buck Rogers had both lasted barely two seasons. His inspiration came from somewhere slightly different. The Kefir movies from Germany, essentially knockoffs of Disney's Love Bug series. Specifically, 1971's The Superbug Rally features the German supercar with a multitude of special equipment and a mind of her own. Got all that? In the finest tradition of TV series development, and some might say a good portion of Larson's career, ideas were piecemealed from various sources until it looked like a product that the audience would buy. That's how Knight Rider jumped from concept to series. We'll have that story in a moment. When Knight Rider premiered on this day in 1982, it starred the up-and-coming leading man David Hasselhoff as Michael Knight. That was the name given to him after Michael Long, an undercover detective, was badly injured and then revived by a mysterious benefactor. To keep fighting crime, Michael was given the supercar kit, acronym for Knight Industries 2000. The car was a black 1982 Trans Am, kitted out, no pun intended, with all manner of spy gadgets, turbo boost, a nearly indestructible body, and an artificial intelligence voiced by William Daniels. Driver and car became a buddy duo like no other, and NBC was confident enough to put the show's premiere into a two-hour Sunday night time slot against ratings giant Dallas. Knight Rider dragged NBC out of the ratings doldrums with a bona fide second place hit. For Glenn Larson, it must have also felt like a win. While his more real world shows like Magnum P.I. and The Fall Guy were reliable, his sci-fi series always seemed to end before their time. Knight Rider captured audiences though and ran for a full four seasons, meanwhile turbo boosting Hasselhoff and the Black Trans Am to superstardom. The show ended its original run in 1986. 
But then, call it nostalgia, or a premise that wouldn't die, or just our insatiable need for talking car action dramas, the four seasons of the original Knight Rider seemed only to be the beginning. The first spin-off, Code of Vengeance, didn't last long after its 1985 debut. But Team Knight Rider followed for a full season in 1997, and then a revival series simply titled Knight Rider in 2008. Like any sci-fi series and its fandom of a certain age, you can be assured that Knight Rider has not missed the interested gaze of today's studio chiefs. New series have been pitched, and most recently, a feature film with James Wan at the helm has been reported to be in development. This has been 5 Minutes of Science Fiction History, your daily Sci-Fi 5 for September 26th. Sci-Fi 5 is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment. This is a Roddenberry podcast. For more great podcasts, visit podcast.roddenberry.com.